Hello, this is Reverend Erechim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. The Bible says that. Oh, no, no. Now, there were, were now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Every church must have a prophetic dimension and a teaching dimension. Now, the prophetic shows where the church has to be, or the body of Christ has to be, but the teacher that gets you there. And the Bible says here that, and Barnabas Simon, who was called Niger, Lysus of Cyrene, and who had brought, uh, Mane, who were brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, this is, we became Paul, verse 2. As the minister to the Lord and fast, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've come. They were praying. They were worshiping, and now the assignment came. So when a church has a strong worship dimension, assignments are dropped. For me, I always say it. I'm just trying to remind you so that it's not like, oh, it's Pastor Eric and uh, the OAT choir doing something. It's about mantles falling on people. It's about things touching you. You remember the, the night of, of our, our anniversary? I, did, I was almost supposed to minister. But when the worship hit the building, I didn't preach a word. So the 6th of March, 4 p.m. And 4 p.m. we are starting now. 4 p.m. I'm everybody online. Listen to me. I have time. 4 p.m. sharp. Bang. You are starting. Ube ban tema. One ban tema. Because angels will be waiting for us. I was in. Let me. I don't know why I'm going to this. I, I was. I was. We we're praying. I am one of my friends. I go to pray in his house. Those years. Apostle Zigan. He's in the. He's in the. Now in Seattle. Senor Zigan. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. He has a check there. No. No. He was in action. And. We we'll go and pray there every morning. And when we are praying there, we go there by nine. One day I got there, and nobody, we're seven of us, nobody showed up. I was sitting there, and for the first time, I, show, I saw angels. And within 15 minutes, they all left. One person was left. Only for my, my angel was left to empower me because they were late. That's why some people come to church late, think that it's do. I don't know why I'm teaching. I'm not supposed to teach this. But what I'm trying to tell you is that take worship of God, take ministry to God seriously. I pray a lot, but I receive a lot through worship. And we want sponsors, eh? Because that day our ladies should look very nice. Uh, sharp. They, they, they bought this in themselves. The church didn't buy it for them. Let's give them a big hand clap. I said I won't buy it. I told them they are adults. Yeah, the church didn't buy it. So those things I see church, I'm telling you now. So that day the ladies have to do uh, makeup. So Stand up. She's a makeup artist. She was trained. She has gone to train in the UK. Somebody should come and see me and say, Pastor, how much will it cost to make up all our ladies? Then we will we'll bring the money to Brother Modesto Dalali. Then we'll pay her. <laughs> but the money has come, must come to the office first. Amen. <laughs> so please, let's take a seat. We want sponsors. And that day, we want to believe God that songs that will be sung from here will go into the nations. And we should come and just enjoy the presence of God. Amen? Alright, so I'm supposed to preach. I have 43 minutes to preach. I'll preach very well. Don't worry. The Lord is good. Amen? And uh, 
Last, oh, hey, last Sunday, you did very well. Let's give a big hand clap to her again. Yes, uh, <laughs> All right, so let's bow and pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you will speak to us this morning. We ask that your word come to us in clarity in Jesus' name. Amen. I have one pastor, Tete Agbo here. I don't know if he's still around. Yeah, let's give a big hand clap. He, he is, I, I normally don't call people sons. He's my, my mentee. So I, 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 he came in to see me this morning and he wants to hang around before he goes to his church. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. I'm speaking on knowing God. Knowing God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Today, I want us all to read the scripture so that you will enter your spirit. So, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, one truth we must establish is that our lives as human beings didn't just happen. Today, our world is full of different concepts and belief systems that is trying to prove that God does not exist. And because of the force of social media, the force of media, the force of television, the force of all kinds of things, now there are people pushing an agenda that we just showed up. But I, I want you to know that you cannot show up without any creator. And it's very important that as Christians, we settle this in our hearts because we are in the, in the, in the year of God. And one of the things I'm praying that all of us that will come to a conviction for, for the rest of our life to Jesus Christ comes that we would know God and we would serve only God. And that God is only one God. Now, there are three main theological arguments that prove that there's an existence of God. Normally, we go to theology. The first one is what they call the, the cosmological argument. The universe had a beginning. This Argument demonstrate the principle of cause and effect. The cause must be spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful to create a universe out of nothing. So what happens is that the cosmological effect is that the universe had a beginning. And it was done by somebody who had choice. And you see, these things are very, very important. We understand. I'm not trying to let you be a, a theologian, but I just want you to understand this thing. Because when you don't have these convictions, as you journey as a Christian, and possibly you come to a difficult patch in your life, you begin to think twice. But it shall not be so for us in this year. And the foundation of this year is going to lead us to get to heaven. I didn't have an amen there. The foundation that we will receive through the word of God this year is a foundation that will let us walk with God until we get into eternity. Praise the name of the Lord. So it was an intelligent mind that had to do it. Now we have all kinds of, for me, there are things I don't, I may, you may think that I'm a queer person. I am not somebody who wants to be 
I think personally, I am not somebody who likes to pry and be, I am not, that, I don't have that mental um, posture. You know, I, people, when they said the well was, the well began six million years. I don't need that one. Me, Genesis 1 verse 1, is okay for me. So that you come and say there was some, all kinds, oh, no, 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 please. So those documentaries I don't watch. Yeah. You can say I am a colloquial person. In the beginning, God. Period. Whether it was six million. <laughs> yeah, because you're going with dinosaurs and all kinds. I say, hey, this thing. I, I, I didn't because uh, you see dinosaur. You do, do you know the things we see in the spirit? Some of you watch horror movies. Why won't demons chase you? Let me leave it there. Number two. The argument, the second argument for the existence of God is that the teleological argument. The fine-tuned universe. So the teleological argument says that the appearance of design shows that there is a designer. So we must refute the claims that they think because this, even this dawn, as I was driving out of the house coming to church, and I saw the sun rise, I said, there's somebody controlling things. There's somebody who decided the sun should rise this time. And when you look at even your, your body, God has designed your body. Your eyes are in front, not your back. Your ears are both sides. You have a mouth. You have a nose connected. You, 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 and everything. So how can you wake up and say there's no God? And today there are people who have got a time that God does not exist. The Bible is fake. For me, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How many have, I, I, I think those watches are very, are now, but if you see a Swiss watch, you know the old machine Swiss watch, and you open it, those, they, the ones that have glass, when you, you have to tune it. Well, look at that thing. It's an example of the theological argument. It was done by somebody. There's design. There's design. There's order. Can I tell you something? When God said that, let the waters go to one side, since that time, the waves have been working to now. One day I went to sit at the beach. I normally do that those days when I was alone. I went and, and said, since that time, the waves have been working. So I am in charge. Do you know when the waves stop, everything go crazy, man. Number three, the moral argument. The universal lawgiver. The moral argument is a concept of good and evil. It's an opinion that you notice that by nature, when you kill somebody, you know you are guilty. You know you are guilty. When you do somebody, it's a moral thing. So that means that there's somebody who controls all those things. Because if God exists, he will have to be morally perfect. And that is what is in it. That's why when you even, uh, we'll come to that, but when you even do something against your brother, you know, you know that what you said, what you did was wrong. There's some guilt you have. It shows that there is somebody who controls your moral life. 
and it is God. Praise the name of the Lord. So it is not enough for us to know that God exists. Oh, everybody, everybody believes that some God exists somewhere. And today people are saying that our sister, whatever it is, whatever Africans, whatever it is. That's why in the human when God created man, he put a spiritual drive, a spiritual hunger for a, a bigger being than himself. Unfortunately, people have diverted it wrongly. Because that's the work of the devil. So that's why in your life, there's something that tells that there's a God that exists. But it's not enough. But it, it, that means that you must now put your trust in Jesus. Because one day after this time, look, we'll give an account. There's nothing like reincarnation. No. Nothing. If you drop today, bang, they're gone. And you must understand it. But the fact is that you must know Jesus Christ. Not knowing Jesus Christ, oh, uh, some people saw this, one day they were, flying the, they were flying in the plane, and when the plane began to enter turbulence, people were fighting and insulting themselves, started calling Jesus. <laughs> oh. All right, so number one, I want you to know Jesus is the word. In the beginning, so John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14, I want us to read the Bible today. Reading the Bible too is very good. I mean, I'm your pastor. I am not a guest minister here. Hallelujah. John, John chapter 1, verse 1 to 40. I want the whole scripture to be there. We are going to read it together. What a blessing. Media, I'm waiting for you. I want the whole thing to be there, there as much as it can. It's 14 scriptures. In the beginning was the word. Let's go. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word God. Let's continue. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. I love that. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came to bear witness, the bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not a light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. There was a light that, which gave light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, the world through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received, he gave them the children of God and those who believe in his name, who are born not of the blood, of the flesh, flesh, or from the will of man, but of God, and became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten, Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ was in the beginning. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. You must know that. I want this thing to sink. It must sink. In the beginning was the word. 
the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning. When God said that in the beginning God created the heavens and that Jesus Christ was there. So don't come and tell me that there's another, another God. So Jesus was the word who said that when God said let's make man in our image and our likeness. It was God, the word which is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So the word, and the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst because we have major, three major dispensations. Number one, the dispensation of God, where God dealt with the prophets and all those people. Then the dispensation of the New Testament, when Christ was manifested. Now we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. But all these three is one. The Bible says that he was with him in the beginning. All things were created by him. And through him there was nothing that was. And what I like is that the Bible says that. And the Bible said he came to dwell amongst us. And we beheld him. He came to Tabernacle. And the Bible says he came to his own. His own receiving. But as many as shall receive him, he gave them power to become sons of God. So I don't need to be a Jew. I don't need to be a Jew to be born again. He gave us all power. He was the word. And this conviction, I want you to have it that it must be inside you. Am I speaking to the church this morning? Yeah. In this year of God, he's the word. That's why everything he spoke. Number two, Jesus is the only way. John chapter 14, verse 1 to 7. Let's read it together. John chapter 14, verse 1 to 7. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in me also. For in my father's house there are many mansions. If I were not, it was not so, I would have told, I have told you. Let's all read it. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place where I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you shall be. And where I go, you will know. And the way you, you will know. Then Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. Now, how can we know the way? Then Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have known me, you have known my Father. Also, if you have known him, you have seen him. I want us to have this. You know, we are Christians, but some of us have very... Jesus is the only way. Only. The only way. But your pastor is not the way. Your prophet is not the way. He himself needs the way. I'm be frank with you. No one can be safe except. And you must have a deep conviction that he 
is the way. Jesus is the only way. Don't go to a man of God or whoever it may be. Oh, they are family people. This family, God. Jesus is the only way. I'm trying to do a study on culture, tradition, and, and uh, religiosity. Because cultures are lifestyles. Traditions are things that have gone over the years. But sometimes we are trying to mix tradition with religious, or, or religious worship. Let me say something. I'm coming from a royal family. Anytime a royal die, one of the things we do as a tradition is to do musketry. It's our tradition because they are warriors. It is not demonic. Yeah, look at my face. <laughs> we must understand the difference. But many people, they have this thing where they are in church but they still go and look for another source. Jesus is the only way. You must line up with the light. <laughs> He's the light. He's the light. That is why <laughs> I hear all kinds of stories. There are people come to church, but they go somewhere else because things are not moving fast. Things are not moving fast. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I have to preach one of, the, one of these days on the season of farming. Everybody goes through the season of farming. Oh, yeah. Whether you are, as long as you get born again, there's a season God will take you. And how you negotiate through your farming season determines your harvest. Jesus is the only way. We must walk in the light to experience the light. So I can't come, you can't, I can't come to church and from here I go to San Ocotis. No. 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 Serving God is not grievous. Serving God is not difficult. But some people want to make it very difficult. And we want the spectacular. I am not against that, but. So Jesus is the only way. Say it's the only way. If you know how to go. And the Bible says that he was with God. So he is God. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen God. He was telling the disciples. If you have seen me, you have seen God. Because I am the God I want. Amen. Now let's go to, it was the same Jesus who sent as the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, John chapter 14, 15 to 18. Hmm. It says that, John 14, 15 to, if you love me, keep my commandments. Uh-huh. I'll pray the Father that he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Forever. Some say forever. Let's read. The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him or knows him. 
but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. Verse 18. He will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. <laughs> so when Jesus' time and dispensation was over, he said, I'm about to go. But if you love me, keep my commandments. Can I tell you something? One of the dangerous ways you cannot hear the voice of God that you, you break God's commandments. That's all. Oh, that one day I'll tell you. That's why you break God's commandments. Because your, your, your antenna, your spiritual antenna has been corrupted. Can somebody hear me now? He said, I will not leave you so that. He said, I will be with you forever. So as we are here now, the Holy Spirit is the one keeping us, leading us, taking the right decisions. When somebody comes into church, there's a healing. It's not a man of God. It's the spirit Jesus Christ left with the church. John 16, 13 to 15. John 16, 13 to 15. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is of me and declare to you. 15. All things that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Now, one of the things you must know is that the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. And he says that he will guide you into all truth. Have you noticed that sometimes... If you, there's a, a complexity in your business, there's a challenge in family, you are praying about, all of a sudden, there's this inspiration that comes that you see everything clear. Because you are in tune with the Holy Spirit. And we must be ready for the Holy Spirit to guide us. Sometimes you are going somewhere, a voice nudges you that, don't go, don't go, but you... This year, God will help us. We'll be sensitive. And one of the ways to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit is to, to be a worshiper. To be a worshiper. That's why six months you must be here. Every morning, don't come after worship. I can walk behind and calculate those who came after worship. Because anytime you worship, you open up your spirit. Have you noticed that sometimes you can have a bad news before you enter service? But as you're worshiping, a voice tells you that I am in charge. That's the spirit of truth. He will lead you into all truth. And he will not speak of himself. He will speak about Jesus. He will glorify me. That's why in a service when God, the Holy Spirit is moving, we still say that in the name of Jesus. It is God, Jesus is the one who God is moving in this place. And, but let's say something. Let's not use the Holy Spirit. Let's yield to him. Some say Yield. Yield. Because people use the Holy Spirit as if he's a, he's a spare time. Yield to him. <laughs> Somebody's laughing. Because when you will yield to the Holy Spirit, he will not lead you astray. Look, 
there are things that have happened wrongly in my life. I just disobeyed the Holy Spirit. Don't look at me as if I'm, 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 I'm the bad person here. <laughs> All of you, you know. <laughs> there are some things, there are business decisions too. <laughs> I remember years ago, <laughs> there's a guy who came to me, I was buying land, and <laughs> he, said, he said, give me the money to go and do registration for you. I was going to take the money, it was like, don't give it to him, don't give it to him. And also, the person said, he was a very red minister. That was the last time I saw the person. I didn't see the land, I didn't see the document. <laughs> to today, Reverend Minister. Because. <laughs> and you must be sensitive. One of the things I have understood, noticed is that when you yield to the Holy Spirit, it doesn't lead you backwards. And we must understand. Praise the name of the Lord, said the Holy Spirit. So he gave us all said that he will lead you into all truth. He will lead you when you are confused. He will lead you. I'll send you a helper. And one of the things I will say is that there comes a time that your friend cannot encourage you. Your, your family cannot encourage you. That's what the Bible says. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. So it was the Holy Spirit that strengthened him. So when you feel lonely, that is why I want to say to everybody, I know there are challenges that people have. We have the spirit of the people. Oh, I don't want to even mention it. So people grow up and it's like, oh, pastor, I am feeling very, very, I don't want to mention it. But I have a connection with the Holy Spirit. That's why you must be careful what you play in your house. In the night, some of you have having all kinds of bad dreams. Put back to back worship. Whether a demon can step into that space. You will sleep like a baby. If you don't tell that, you will be taken to heaven. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Number four, Jesus empowered us with the Holy Spirit. So it was not only that he gave it to us to lead us, but he empowered us also because now, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, when he was on earth, was the only man God had brought to represent him. But when he left, he now distributed everything that God gave him to mankind who believe in him. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 8. And being assembled together with them, let's all read. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Which, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Let's go to. Therefore, when they had come together, they, they asked him saying, will, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put under his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria to the ends of the earth. So when he was about to leave, and now let me say something to you. Um, you see, when Jesus, you see, Jesus was a very mystery, mysterious person because, man, he was a son of God anyway, but he was very real. But the challenge was that 
because the, the Jews were under the Roman Empire's rule, and he was opposing some of the systems of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they also thought that he was a cool leader. Because they're going to revolt against the Roman Empire. <laughs> so, that's how come when he, <laughs> he was alive, you know, Peter was using the arm of flesh. But it was a culture for them to have knives around them anyway. So when now he resurrected and was going through, he can appear in the room. He said, Peter said, my boss is now a Spider-Man. Or more than a Spider-Man. Now we can take over. Then he now takes them to Mount Olive and says that, I'm leaving. But you shall receive power. And he said, when are you going to restore the kingdom? Because we, we thought that because of all this, we are following you. And that's how come John's mother went and said that he wanted one to be chief of staff, one should be the secretary of government. <laughs> because they thought that there was a big government coming. But it's a bigger government more than that. Bigger government is the kingdom of God. <laughs> and the Bible says here that, that when will you restore? He said, It is not <laughs> in your own will, it's in the Father's will. But you shall receive power. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So I want you to know that the Holy Spirit has come to empower you. And that's what God has given you to the extent that you are not going to be just a local champion by territorial champion. In Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. So let's go to Mark chapter 16. I'll conclude that text. Verse 15 to 18. Mark chapter 16, 15 to 18. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He who believes is, will be baptized. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They'll cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not by any means help them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And this was like a mission. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it empowers you with the dominion mandate. So as a child of God, you must carry the dominion mandate. Now, many people think that this thing has to do only with uh, pastors, or no, 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 no. He empowers you in the area of your calling and ministry. As a businessman, he said you shall pick up serpents. So in business, you are doing a transaction. Serpent is deceptive. So you can see that oh, this matter is not correct. You can enter a territory where the certain businesses don't grow. But you shall cast out that demonic stronghold in that place. Am I speaking to somebody here? You shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I don't know what is dying around you. Some of you from today, go and lay hands on your company certificate. Go and lay hands on your checkbook. Go and lay hands on your credit card or your, your debit card. Go and lay hands and command things to come back to life. The dominion mandate is not for casting out demons. So you have been empowered. You are sewing a dress. Oh, after I finish sewing, I lay hands. That when anybody sees this dress, they'll ask who sewed it. 
No. I'm doing makeup. When I post it on my page, let it attract somebody. The Holy Spirit's empowerment is not for demon casting alone. We will tell some people, and everybody's you a demon caster. I mean, if a demon manifests in my house, you are in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Empower says. Don't be afraid. Before you call the ambulance, pray. I'm not saying that. I believe in medicine. I believe in doctors. I have a doctor. I consult him every now and then with my reports. So I am not that spiritual spooky person. I believe in spirit and natural. So for us to know God, you are a moving powerhouse. Ah, some of you are afraid because of witches in your family. Hey! From today you are in charge. I'm in charge. Anything harassing you from today, anything that says that you will not succeed in this year, anything that troubles your mind, give us power. So your business cannot be only Ghana. Your ministry cannot only be Jerusalem. must go into the regions. I prophesy to every businessman in this house. May God give you understanding. May God give you the know-how. May God give you the grace that your business will not be limited in Jerusalem. But it will go to Judea. It will go to Samaria. It will go to the ends of the earth. I decree over somebody here that from today, your, your profession, your skill, your knowledge will not be limited only in Jerusalem. You shall be called to appear in Singapore to do a presentation from there. You are called to go to Alaska. From Alaska, you are going to Eastern Europe because something is you are carrying is global. And we prophesy over ICGs that in the next 40 years, we will not be limited. We step into nations. Stand up on your feet. We, st we step into nations. We step into nations.